Eli Nash. Okay. Good evening. Uh, the shear is uh, kind of a Shabbat Shua shear. It's between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. When we somehow are expected to know exactly what Shuba is and to affect that in ourselves to be able to do chuba, but it's not always a simple matter. And therefore, it's worthwhile thinking about things during this period of time. And so this shear, as has been for the last several shearing, is dedicated in memory of Mr. Sam Silverstein Zal by his family. Louis Nishmat Shmuel Chayim Ben Moshe Menachem Alter Silberstein, Zichron Olivracha. I told you I took, uh, had the opportunity to take advantage of our fr- friendship in the, in the past. I always made sure I had a place to sit at the minion that we attended together. He was kind of in charge, but I was happy about his intervention. And uh, I mentioned, I think, of course, that his children were students of mine. And so we feel very much part of the availability of the sadness. So we, we, we're in Aserite and we're talking about Tshuva. And, and, and the kickoff to Tshuva, I think, during these 10 days is, of course, what we do in Rosh Hashanah. And in Rosh Hashanah, the, 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 the thing that grips me always is telling the story again of Akedat Yitzchak, the binding of Yitzchak. And so what I'd like to do, I'd like to tonight to try to get to the, to the heart of the mitzvah of reading the story of Akedat Yitzchak on, on Rosh Hashanah. After all, it's not about beginnings. It's not about Tshuva, it's not about din, not about any of those things. It's sort of like sui generis. It stands on its own. It's a wondrous story. We don't always understand it, but we know that it's something special and that Abraham Avinu was somebody special. And we know that what happened to Avram Avinu on that day when he was expected to sacrifice his own son, that that story affects every single one of us again and again and again. Certainly annually. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being Avram Avinu? Could you imagine doing what Avram Avinu wanted? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to do. I mean... It's a little hard to say, but it seems so unreasonable 
that we can't even understand. So I'd like to kind of try to learn the psukim with you today and see if we can glean uh, something special. It happened after the previous things. Okay, Chazala, Rashi uh, tries to figure out what this might refer to. But we're interested in the next section, Halokim, Nisait Abraham. And God uh, tested Abraham. Uh, tested Abraham? Does that mean that God did not know how the test would turn out? It's not the way we understand things. Certainly, if God wanted to test Abraham, I mean, it must have some reason, but the reason can't be that God did not know how the test would turn out. Abraham tested him by This is the test. So the introduction the introduction of the story the introduction of the story is there's a a kind of connection, a special connection that introduces the story. God spoke to Abraham, and Abraham answered. And he his answer is Hineni, and we know that the word Hineni is a special word, which means ready. I'm prepared. I I I do not shirk my obligations. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to make it as difficult as he possibly can. Take your son, your only son, who you loved, at Yitzchak, at Yitzchak. His name was Yitzchak, we all know that. And go for your, go to to do something special, the Lech Lecha, El Eretz HaMoriah, to the land of Moriah, Va'aleyu Shem La'ola Lachad HaHarim HaShemari Lecha. Now this sounds to me to be very clear, very clear. Va'aleyu Shem La'ola, sacrifice him. An Ola sacrifice, an Ola sacrifice means Consumed by fire. You'll be totally hypnotized, Abraham. You'll know where you are going. You'll be led by a mystical force. And then set him up as an Ola sacrifice. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where it is, where you're being led, you will be led to that right, to the right place. Rashi modifies certain elements of the story. See, Rashi says at Bincha, so Abraham sort of responds, what do you mean, it's Bincha, your son? I have two sons. 
No, the one who is special, the only son. You could say Yachid on either of them. Why didn't HaKadosh Baruch just say Et Yitzchak? He'll no longer be able to respond in a clear manner. He'll be in such shock. That seems to be another interpretation. But Rashi, Rashi tells us that if, if Hashem had told Abraham Avinu, go sacrifice your son, he might have uh, lost it. And losing it, he wouldn't be able to do anything. Don't confuse it. It has zuach da'ato alavetitarek. And he'll lose his mind. So God wants me to kill my son. Let's go back to the Chumash. Let's go back to the Chumash. It says in the Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, Vayashkeim Abraham Baboker. Abraham got up Baboker early in the morning. Vayachavoshet Chamoro, he saddled his donkey. Vayachachat Shtein Narabito, he took his two younger, uh, younger sons or Maybe they're not sons. Bet Yitzchak Beno, and he took Yitzchak. Olad, he took uh, trees that could be used to fire up the Ola sacrifice. and he got up and he and he and he went to the place that God told him to go to. So we're up to the Pasuk Gimel and Rashi. Uh, again, Rashi, in the previous but put him up as an Ola sacrifice, Loa Malo Rashi. Loa Malo Shechatahu, He didn't say to Abraham Abinu, slaughter him. The Pisha Lo Yachafet Sakorich Bochu, the Shachto. It was Rashi says you could understand the words of it. This is going to become the Rashi position that Hashem never told Abraham to sacrifice his son. But again, if you look carefully, what Rashi is saying, the I'll just mention note out those lines. God did not want the Shochto to slaughter Yitzchak. That was never the intention. Just to they should bring him up as he would with an Ola sacrifice. Uh, 
after he brought him up and he put him on the altar, so God said to God said to uh, to Avraham, take him down. So we understand that the Rashi position, the Rashi is already answering the question which you haven't answered, but we could ask it now. And uh, and Rashi saying, how is it possible that Hashem would direct Avram Avinu to do something, and then Kabiyachol change his mind. Don't do it. I told you to do it, but don't do it. So Rashi is assuming a position in Parshanut, in interpretation, and that position was that we didn't understand what God actually said. God didn't say slaughter him. God said Make believe, but make believe he's a he's a uh, a sacrifice. Right now we go back to the go back to the chumash. Vasuk dalit, vasuk gimel. came Abraham He got up early in the morning. That does mean something. You got all the all the equipment together, the two na'arim, I mean you don't travel alone. And he took uh, split piece pieces of split wood. He just went and he knew he was gonna end up in the right place for Yomashlishi. This was a long walk. Walked for three days. He saw because it was kind of a prophecy. He knew because it was in his head. He looked at, He looked around and he saw the place that he was destined to go to. You too stay here with the Chamor, and I and this young man, Yitzchak, so that the first breach of honesty is Avram speaking to his Na'arim. His Na'arim. So we'll look at, at, the, at how Rashi helps us out. Rashi says, first of all, Vayashkem. Rashi says, Nizdarez the mitzvah. I mean, it is quite remarkable. Abraham had one apple of his eye, and his name was Yitzchak. And, and God says, go and sacrifice him. Now, we don't know Based on the Rashi, we don't know what Abraham was thinking, but it doesn't seem like Abraham understood that this was not going to actually happen. It doesn't seem that way. And we know that moving quickly in the direction of the mitzvah, the Gemara says in Pesachim, that that's the way to do a mitzvah. It was Abraham did not falter the fact that God said to him, 
sacrifice your only son. Well, wouldn't you imagine that Abram would be reticent, that he would be holding back, that it would be hard for him to 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 follow? She says, he himself did it. He did not ask one of his servants to help him. Because, you know, when you love somebody, you can't always do the right thing. He told the two young people to remain. Rashi says, Yishmael Eliezer. He's always thought, you know, Yishmael Eliezer, why wasn't the Torah, why doesn't the Torah tell us that? Yishmael Eliezer. Yishmael, the other son. Eliezer, the household, the head of the household. She'en adam chashuv rashuy l'tzeg l'derech belo shnei anashim. So Rashi says, I don't really have an answer to that question. I don't have an answer to the question why the Torah didn't tell me who was there. Why I have to tell you. But it may be that it's connected to a more general halacha. She'ein adam chashuv Avram Avinu v'shailat seit l'aderech beloz nei anashim. He needs two people accompanying him. She'em yitzarech echad l'nechabav v'yitrachet yashayni imav. Somebody has something to do. One of them is so you do see the other one who is still watching out for him and uh, and uh, protecting him. But Sukdalit in Rashi is about Bayom Hashlishi. Remember, it says that this was all on the third day. Rashi says, Why did he have to wait three days to find the place? People shouldn't say that he lost his mind in fulfilling this mitzvah. And if God had not, if the people could say, oh, it's not a big deal that he did what he did because God uh, pushed him in that direction, if it forced him, so to, so to speak, forced him to do what he was supposed to do. Okay. Now we're up to Pasuk hey. I'm sorry. I'm And here comes the dramatic moment in the story. Vayomer Yitzchak, Abraham Aviv, 
ויום מפסוק ז', ויאמר יצחק אל אברהם אביו, ויאמר אבי, יצחק לוקס הרב, and yes, that's what's going on. He's like a, a, a traveling with his father. His father's going to some place and he's taking this stuff with him. And so he's with him. But now that they left the two Na'arim, Eliezer and Yishmael, behind, so Yitzchak uh, uh, finds some, a problem. And Yitzchak says, Dad, I have a question. I understand that you're going to sacrifice. You have the Aish and you have the Aitzim. He says, but where is uh, So this is kind of also a puzzle. What do you mean? He said, what does Abraham do? Did Abraham know something? Abraham says, and God will show you, will show us, show us what we have to sacrifice, what has to be done. It sounds like Abraham might have known. And it sounds like, it sounds like this pasuk, pasuk chet, this pasuk, pasuk chet, I'm just going to look for it in the Rashi. Rashi says, The Pasuk says, God will show them the, 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 the lamb that will be sacrificed. As an Ola. The Rashi says, no, it parts it differently. But parts the words differently. God will show him a sheep. And if there's no sheep, so I don't know what Yitzchak heard. And I don't know what Abraham said. But according to the way Rashi understands these words, it could be that we're talking about we're talking about the understanding of Abraham. I understood something about what was going to happen. He knew that the, that just to kill his own son was morally indefensible. And he understood that uh, there were idolatries, the idolatry of Molech, which the Torah denies, but says that that was the Avodah that was the way they presented themselves to their angels. They gave them, they gave them things, right? Even though Yitzchak obviously knew, I mean, he's asking the question, 
The question is not, what are we doing here in the middle of nowhere with nothing to sacrifice? But Yitzhak's question was, what are we sacrificing? What are we doing? How are we going to do it? But he knew that he was the one who was going to be was going to be uh, sacrificed. And so the story has almost come to an end. Almost come to an end. Here we are. Remember the duality in the Rashi? God will show them that we won't sacrifice you. Well, maybe we will sacrifice you. And then the end of the Pasuk, that's what Rashi says. This is an important word because this is the first time that the father a father, any father was able to pass on to a child, any child, something that is totally unreasonable and unacceptable from the point of view of both of them. The point of view of Avraham Avinu is that God promised him that he would have many progeny. And as far as Yitzchak is concerned, what act did Yitzchak perform for which he was going to receive this punishment. So you see that Pasuk by nevertheless, both of them, the father and the, and the son, understood what they understood and they were on their way to performing the what might have been the first mitzvah in the Torah if you'd exclude uh Reproduction. They came to that place. Certainly, it doesn't look like Abraham knew. It doesn't look like Abraham was understanding. Here we are. If it was a movie, this would be the most dramatic moment. Avram takes the big knife that is used to slaughter the animals that you sacrifice. And suddenly, at that very moment, the angel, the angel of God calls out to him from heaven by Yomer Abraham Abraham by Yomer Ineni. And you remember that's how we started out. God said to Abraham Abraham by Ineni. Now it's the Malach who says Abraham Abraham. Maybe the Malach is not exactly the same as Hashem. Look into it. And now whatever was hidden, whatever was not clear, whatever became a problem with the relationship of Avram Avinu to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Al Tishlach Yadcha El Hanar. Don't stretch out your hand. Don't take a stand against this young man. Ve'al Ta'as Lo Me'uma. Ki'atayadati ki'irei Now I know. Now I know, 
ולא חסכת את בנך את יחידך ממני. פסוק י"ב נראשי. It's a little difficult, it's a difficult פסוק, but it's worth the, the, the effort. The angel says here, the angel says to Abraham, don't stretch out your arm. Rashi says, it's another way of saying, don't. Don't do what you're going to do. Don't came what you im lishot amalo im kain lichinam bati lakan. So here's Avram Avinu with the dilemma of all times. Avram Avinu said, "What am I doing here? I am, I am the respondent to the witness of God's command. God told me." to do this, and I want to do this. I don't want to... Again, the angel says, don't, don't do it. You mean God brought me here? God told me to sacrifice my son? And it was all just for fun? I'm not doing anything here? Words. Abraham says to the angel, I'll I'll cut him a little bit, and I'll get a little dam out of him, a little blood out of him, and that would render him unfit for being a korban. Yitzchak would become a balmum. So here's Moshe Avramavinu, Avramavinu, the man of faith. Avramavinu was trying to understand what it is that he's kind of embroiled in. He says, you, the angel, say to me, there must be some way that I can fulfill both of these opportunities. So what if I, what if I put, make a physical blemish in my son Yitzchak and he then becomes unavailable for the sacrifice? Maybe then. It, it would be all right. It would be, God told me to go, and I went. But I can't sacrifice it because of a divine regulation about sacrifice. Amalo, the angel responded, Altas lo me'uva. Altas lo mum. You know that the word mem, alef, vav, mem. That word. And the word mem, vav, mem, they're kind of similar, especially if you speak fast. Me'uma is like muma. So it's like a rereading of what Amram, of what the angel said. 
And the angel said, don't do anything of the sort. Because now I know that you are a man of great faith. There was this something that God was able to learn about the action of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu took his son and took the, the knife took the fire, walked to Haramuria, was apparently willing and ready to sacrifice his son. Because the level of faith that was exhibited by Avram Avinu was that even though you might think, and the Rashi talks about this later, a little bit later on, you might think, You might think that Abram was lacking in faith because God told him not to sacrifice his son. In fact, in fact, that was not the way it was. The Torah says, Now I know. I know who you are. And, and, and who, who is he? He is a person who does not consider the problem of the divine. Whereas there's no Rabbi Abraham Avinu said, I know my son is supposed to be the father of, of, of my progeny. They're going to be like the stars in the heaven. And if I kill him, then there are no children. There's no progeny. There are no stars. There's no heaven. It's all, it's all gone. Abraham Avinu didn't think that way. Rabbeinu said, God's promise remains. That promise is always that promise is always always with us. Always with us. And so I have to just follow the divine dictate. I have to follow the divine dictate and and, and sacrifice my son. And if the angel comes and says, God has responded and doesn't want the physical sacrifice, it must be that I have to figure it out. I have to try to understand how that could be possible, that I would accept the directive given at the beginning of the chapter and accept the directive from the angel. How could it be? How could I do this and do that? So, uh, so Avram Avinu says, maybe I can make uh, each of the children. I, I could, I could make a physical blemish, which would render the uh, Yitzchak unfit for a korban. The angel says, "No, don't do that. Don't make a blemish. That's not what Akadosh Baruch wants. Not what Akadosh Baruch wants." So that's the story. The story of Akedat Yitzchak as told in the Chumash and Rashi. And I would say that the Pasuk, Ki Atayadati, 
כי אתה ידעתי. Now I know who you are. You know there's that the difficulty, the difficulty in acceding to the divine commands is they often seem contradictory. Uh, but we've learned, we've learned from Amar Rabinu that difficulties in the tradition can be understood, can be remade, that there's a limit to our understanding, but we can try to understand. And that's called Talmud Torah. I'm not saying that Avram Avinu was doing Talmud Torah at the time. I'm saying what we take away, we take away is that there are broader understandings that we can become part of part of the understanding of what God wants of us. And that's why the connection of Akedat Yitzchak to the to Rosh Hashanah and beginning the Atzeret Yimei is so strong because it's optimistic about our ability to solve the dilemma, to get into the contradiction, to become able to respond to God's will, even though it seems to us sometimes to be a very difficult, very difficult thing. I wish you well, to all of you, well over the fast, as they say, elsewhere in the world. And uh, I think that Dakeilat Yitzchak It's a good medicine for everybody. All the best to you. You too. Thank you.